Good afternoon. Welcome to Speak Life Radio. Okay. Like, that's the last. That's the last. That it, You know, um, God has to tell me uh, if there is an intro of this. Good afternoon. Welcome to Speak Life. I mean, just leave it there. Keep it simple. He keeps telling me to do things simple. Okay. So, yeah, this is a Go Tell My Brethren ministry with your sister in Christ, Rachel Renee, also known as Carlene, a servant and daughter of the Most High God, Lord, and King. Today is March 3rd, 2022. Hey, cuz, how you doing waving back at you? Wait, go ahead, cousin. Um, See, you got me. I, but I have a word. I, I want to encourage somebody. I just experienced seeing the fruit of the labor sitting. Hey, hey, um, don't give up. Don't give in. Uh, God just gave me hope. And uh, don't give up. There's nobody too far gone. There is, there is nobody that's hopeless as far as God is concerned. I started praying for the most vile heart, the most vile heart, because I, I just, I believe there is nothing that we've done that God can't heal us from or gone through that God can't heal us from, he can't deliver us from, and he can't use us. It is no such thing. A lot of times, the deeper we've been in the pit, the more effective will be for the kingdom. Don't, do not, do not ever think that your prayer is worthless, your fasting is worthless, your words, your presence is worthless, your life is worthless, your birth was worthless. Don't, don't ever think that there's nobody, nobody paying attention to you. There's always a witness in the earth. There's always somebody witnessing our good and our evil. There's always a witness. There's always somebody watching our walk. There's always somebody getting encouraged. There's always somebody hating us. There's always somebody, there's always somebody that loves us from the background. There's always somebody that despises us in front of our face. There is always, it's never too late. You're never too sick. You're never too high. You're never too crazy. You're never too, it's, it's, you know, God just gave me hope. Do not get weak in well-doing. The best thing I can tell somebody is don't waver and don't give up. Do not waver. Ask God to come into your heart. Ask God to order your steps. Ask God, I'm telling you, that person you had that conversation with. That person you had that conversation with. You don't know whether they was going to take their life. You don't know what they prayed. You know, um, I remember I had stopped wearing my cross. Because I know Jesus is, is not on the cross. He's not, he's not on the cross. He's not dead. He's not in the grave. He is alive. But he told me. He told me. Uh, I can't remember, maybe 2012, 2013, somewhere around there, 2014, something. He said, wear your cross. 
I think it was like 2014. He gave me the t-shirt ministry. That's why I walk with the t-shirts all about Jesus because, and, and he told me to wear my cross. And this is why it's not that we worship the cross. It's an answer to someone's prayer. You never know. You never know what a person is going through and you never know. I've heard more people receiving salvation by asking God, prove it that you're God, prove that you're God, prove that you're, you're real, prove it. And there are people that lift up a prayer. If you don't show me, I'm going to do this. And if you don't, and yes, that may be attempting God, but they don't know no better. And God will draw us through anything. And he said, wear your cross. Because you don't know if somebody prayed before they saw you say, give me a shine, give me a sign. And they walk past you and they see that cross. You don't know. You don't know. I have learned, and I'm going to get into this word, but I have learned to be careful of my words to be careful on my deeds, to be careful how I even adorn myself when I leave out the door because I know I'm no longer my own. So when God tells me to do something, even when I'm rustling with it, because I don't understand it, I want to yield because I don't know. It might save somebody's life. It may save my life. It may save the life of those. It may save some, it might save me coming on to speak life. I may not need to come on a certain time. There's no set time with speak life. I come on sometimes, you know, whenever God leads me to come on or once I've done everything or whatever, but I always know it's intentional with God. It's intentional because you never know. You never know. If he tells you to go left and it's taking you out of your way, go left. Just make sure you know the voice of the Lord because the voice of the Lord is always going to sing you in the ways of his righteousness. It's always going to work together for good, for God. He's good. According in, to those that love God and to those that are, no matter what, he take you away and you get stopped by a train that lasts for an hour. You don't know whether he's blocking you from something. You don't, you don't know whether your steps have been ordered. So you and that person have that divine connection right at that time. Because usually even I'll say, I'll say, I, would, I didn't have no attention of coming this way today. I had no, I, I've had divine connect. I've had evil divine connections and I've had good divine connections. And no matter what, even I was in a situation where a person literally was intending to take my life. They didn't know me. I don't know them. It was the second encounter I've had. I knew it was a spirit. And God told me, he said, go this way. And I didn't go down that street. I went straight. And I walked into a young lady that I know it was a spirit, though. I'm not even sure she was a person, but I know it was a spirit. And by the time she got up to me, I didn't know she had a knife in her hand. And this is how stuff happened to people. They don't, it's all innocent. But when you follow the Lord, when you follow the Lord, you won't go wrong. You won't. Even with that incident, I prayed. I prayed for supernatural and divine intervention. If I had not ask God for that. I would have never experienced supernatural and divine intervention and protection. He showed me that day. 
He showed me. I didn't realize she had the knife until we were right here. And it's just like God just moved me around and kept me walking. And my mind is trying to register what's happening. I started thinking about my children. I started thinking about, you know, it's like nobody will even be able to explain what happened. But it was God. It was God. You don't know what God is doing. Once we yield, even the enemy is used by God. God, he owns everything under the heavens. That is his word. I'm going to go there, but I'm going to go to my word. I really want somebody to be encouraged. And even you, cuz, let me tell you something. I've been on the island of Patmos. I've been in Arabia. This is how I got to speak life. I had an issue with me. I had an issue with being alone. I had an issue. So I've gone through these long seasons of being by myself. If I can't be with me, how can I ask somebody else to be with me? So he, he took me through these seasons. He was breaking me and he was molding me and I was eating the word. I was eating, I was eating, I was eating. I, and people could have been saying all they wanted to say, why she's not doing this, why she's not doing that, why, 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 why. They don't know. They don't know. I was in Arabia. I was set down for my house of worship. I couldn't do any, I couldn't watch anything. I couldn't go nowhere. It, it, it was just, it was. I was, I forsake my children. I forsake the, the marriage I had got myself into. I forsake the job. I forsake money because God was blocking everything because he, he needed to heal me. He needed to deliver me from me and all my past and all the things I've done and all the things that was done towards me. He needed to heal me because there's no way I can do a speak life and, and I'm still polluted. He had to make me a virgin again. He had to make me a new creature. So don't fight the Lord when he's doing something because it's bigger than us. It's bigger than us. And people are going to talk and people are going to come at you. The closer you get to God, the less people are around you. Even the people that you would think would be there, even the people that see you going through, know your bottom and they see what God's doing. They'll come at you. But he's building you through that. And he's building them. He's building them because they're witnessing the hand of the Lord. They're witnessing the hand of the Lord. They're witnessing that. It don't bother me like how it used to. I can't say it don't bother me. It don't bother me. like I, I, I like being by myself now. I do. I like my me time and our us time with the Lord. I do. I never thought I would live to see this. I never, from a child, I didn't like being by myself. And now I hear peace. I never had peace. I hear peace. Yeah, I hear it. I hear God. I hear him. If I didn't go through those broken seasons, those bad choices. Now, everything we go through, we don't have to. People say, I had to go through that. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. God has a perfect will. We have our own will. We have, uh, God gives us permissive will and we could be totally out of will. I've lived most of my life totally out of will in my own will. So no, everything we experience, we don't have to go through, but he uses it. 
Yeah. There's a lot of things he's allowing because we don't know him. Because we won't seek him with our whole heart, soul, mind, and might. I'm telling you, he'll use it. He'll use everything. He'll use it and turn it around. I could speak to broken women. I could speak to broken men. I could speak. God did that. It ain't nothing I've done. Nothing. Nothing. Wasted many years being rebellious. But God. But God. I'm telling you. The Lord says here. I'm, I'm hearing. Like. You're not wasted. Somebody's going to watch this speak life, or you could be in the background listening. You're not. Somebody has planned on taking their life, and you have a gun, because I can see it. And I'm going to tell you something. The enemy speaks to us more than we hear the Lord, because most of us know the enemy voice. We just don't know we've been listening to him. Okay, um, I can see you. I can see you, and I can't necessarily see your face, but I know it's a. I know it's a male because I can. I can see, and so I'm gonna tell you. We can't escape pain. Death don't make you escape pain. Mm -mm. Death, if we, if we, if we do our own death, it don't make us skip pain. What it does is once we. Once we are dead out of this vessel, our spirit is still alive, right? And so what happens is when we open our eyes in spirit, because most of us are walking around blind, okay? We got to go to Christ for sight, but most of us like being blind because we're enjoying pity and, and, and we're enjoying hatred and we're enjoying uh, uh, whatever, whatever, getting high, getting drunk, whatever, having sex, Overeating, under eating, whatever we enjoying it, and so it's our it's our safe haven. Okay, it's our go to uh, it's our go to bed. We gotta rise up out of these beds. But what happens when when this body, when this flesh is dead? Okay, our spirit man is still still active. Okay, and so what happens? We open our eyes and we see the actual face of death. Death has a presence because it is a spirit. Death is a spirit. And it is and because God does things all different sizes, but spirit is more massive than we realize it is, okay? So death has a face, okay? So you have he death is controlled by the enemy. Okay? So this is, many of us are walking dead because we haven't received Christ. Christ is the only way to life, right? The word of God. So we're walking and we're walking blind. And so we're not even believing a lot that people are saying to us. But what's going to happen in spirit is we're going to know the truth. Because the word says when Jesus comes, we, we, we will be caught up with him for those that's with him, okay? And, and in him. And we'll be, we'll see as we are known. So spiritually, many of us don't know what we look like spiritually. So we're walking in this flesh and we're worshiping this flesh, but this flesh is temporal. It's the dust. So it's just like when people die, you dig them up years later, there's no flesh there. There's no flesh. People try to preserve flesh, but it still don't look the same. If you dig up a mummy, he still don't look the same. 
He don't. You see all the bone because this is going to dissipate. This is going to go back to the dust because that's what God say. So you have that bone, but that spirit man, the spirit man. And that's why like those that wake up in hell, they realize it was real. And they also realized they had a chance to receive Christ. They also realized that. But that's why even you, you find things, people talk about haunted things or people dreaming about or, or people dead things or, or spirit running around because they don't have no rest. Because those that are in Christ have peace and they have rest because that's what God promised. So if a spirit don't have no rest, it is tormented where it is. So what it's going to do, it's going to torment or just like those children with those imaginary friends, those are spirits drawing that child from a youth, from a youth, from a youth. And then many of those children grow up with those spirits. And so people say, I'm hearing things. And they are literally hearing things because those spirits have been with them and those spirits are talking. And as a child, we think it's cute and it's fun, but it's not because that spirit came for that soul. That spirit came for that soul. That spirit came for that soul. The spirit, yes, it wants the heart because the heart, if it can get the heart, then you separate it from God because two can't, two can't control your heart. Two can't be on the throne of your heart. You can't have two masters. And so it's spirit. So suicide is a spirit and it's a loud spirit. And I dealt with that most of my childhood into my young adulthood. I dealt with the spirit of suicide. So I know what you're, I don't know what you're hearing exactly, but I know it's talking to you. And when it starts to talk to you, it makes it seem like it's the right thing to do. It's right. But your spirit man is wrestling because your spirit man say, no, 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 this ain't the right thing to do. This is, this is, but then we start to look at all these things. Oh, my life is, oh, I don't have no job. Oh, I don't have no money. Oh, my, my, my wife, the dog gone, the cat dog, oh, my children, oh, this one died. Those are spirits talking. Like, I had no intention. <laughs> okay? Lord, use me in the name of Jesus. So, it's a spirit talking. And I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The greatest enemy I have fought receiving Christ is myself. I am like Mary Magdalene. The one Jesus cast them seven spirits out of because I was dealing with those spirits. Suicide, unforgiveness, fornication, lust, perversion. It was Those are all spirits that you got to get delivered from. Gluttony, uh, anorexia, no matter what you call it, it's a spirit. Mental health. Those are all spirits. And then and then they get broken down. We start to name them, but we can't deliver you because only God can do that. Only God to, can do that. But when you start listening to them, because when they first come, our, our, our spirit or our conscience start to rustle because we know it's not true. But we don't know to shut it off. So we start to, to argue or, no, I can't do that. No, it's not. But that voice become louder because you don't have an offense. You don't have no defense against it because if you don't know Christ, the word of God is your defense. That's your greatest sword because it's the word of God. It's your sword. It's a part of your, it's a part of your warfare, but the Lord knows who's his and whether we're listening to him or whether we listening to those spirits that we don't even, many of us don't believe exist. 
We don't, we are calling something else mental health. Okay. It's a spirit. <laughs> Those are spirits. God tell us in the word, but due to the fact we don't study, we don't know. Okay. So it's like they're coming at you because he's already seeked whom he may devour. And that's what he wants. Because the, the thing is, you're either going to be in Christ or you're in the enemy. So at the end of the, at the end of all of this, we're going to know who we're in. We're going to know who we're inside of and who's inside of us. Mm -hmm. Cause it's an even exchange because if you don't receive Christ, that means darkness have all darkness got all around to you because you refuse your creator. So you're in darkness. Don't even know you in darkness, darkness in you. Don't even know. Stop the things, the things you do. And when, when we think about it later on, even, even being wretched, when we think about it later on, we'd be like, did I do that? Yeah, you did it. You did that. Some things we don't even remember because we were in the spirit. We were in the spirit. That's how it worked. There's no two. I mean, you can't serve two. There is two. You either have the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God on your right side, or the kingdom of darkness on your other side. And there's more people, there's more children of the king of, kingdom of darkness than there is of the kingdom of light. There's more. There's more. Think about this. Who do you listen to more? That's, that's who your master is. That's who your master is. Your whole day. You got 24 hours. What do you listen to the most in 24 hours? Who do you listen to? That's who your master is. Who you listen to? Who you listening to? Who you listening to? Okay. You said, well, I listen to gospel all day. Okay. Okay. Do your life line up with godliness? That's your master. We could listen to gospel. Some of the gospel music sound like club music. So, you know, you listening, you just, you, I'm listening to gospel, but it's taking you to the club because they're operating in the wrong spirit. So who's your master? Who's your daddy? So I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to get into this word. Um, I don't know. I really don't know who you are, beloved, but God took this whole speak life. To minister to you. And I really want to say the right things. And I'm seeing John. So I'm going to go to John. I'm going to go to John 3. I just looked at my um, dictionary and it's taken me to John 3. So I have a word. I don't have a word. The Lord, I, I rebuke that. The Lord has a word for you in John 3. So right now in the name of Jesus, Father, I pray that the heart is tilled that's supposed to receive this word, that everything that is contrary, that's going to try to choke or block or wither this word, it is uprooted, it is destroyed, it is burnt away by your consuming fire. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. Father, snatch this soul out of the fire of Malek. In the name of Jesus, Lord, you sent me for the one. And we shall lose none, as the Lord Jesus said, Lord God. So whatever this 
Whatever this spirit is rustling with it, Lord God, I command in the name of Jesus of Nazareth that it comes out right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. And if it's legions, Lord God, I pray through my fasting and prayers, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you snatch that out, snatch it out of the region and it shall not return for any souls anymore. It is sent to the sea and choked in the swine as it is written in your word. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, I pray for healing. I pray that their house is not just swept, empty, and garnished, that you fill it, Lord God. Send it from the north, the south, the east, and the west, Lord God. Those things are you and those people of you that they can't even shut it off. They constantly hear your voice until they yield and say, what must I do to be saved? In the name of Jesus. And they walk upright as a palm tree so you can use them in your righteousness for the kingdom of God for the kingdom of God to draw out more souls that are in the same situation or even deeper. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So it says in John, I'm going to close with um, John 3. I'm in John 3. The book of the epistle of John. Um, John 3. Not, not um, no, 3 John. Sorry, 3 John. 3 John. Not John 3. 3 John. So it says here, the elder unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth. So whom I love in the truth. So Jesus is the truth. The word of God is the truth. Okay? So whom I love in the truth. Um, it says, beloved, I wish above all things, above all things that you may prosper. Prosper is also means, um, we're not talking about prosperity, money prosper. Um, I'm going to read the definition. To flourish physically, grow strong and healthy. So thrive through the word of God, grow through the word of God. Um, it could mean successful, but this is not what this word is talking about. It's not talking about financial. It's talking about spiritual growth. It's talking about your physical growth. But it's really talking about your growth in the Lord, because he says in the truth, he says, beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Okay. So your spirit, man, we need the, we need the new man, the new inner man. And, and Lord, this is a new creature in Christ that we, 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 yeah. So it says, for I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, even as you walk in the truth. So we have to live in the truth. We have to live in the truth. We have to grow in the truth. We have to want the truth. We have to desire. Ask the Lord to come into your heart. Ask them to come into your heart. And well, when I go to church and I know all about Jesus, I know that Bible, he's not in your heart. He's not in your heart because two can't, two can't control your heart at the same time. Whatsoever's in a man's heart, so is he. So God is light and he's life and he's love and he's good and he's righteous and he's holy and he's merciful and long suffering and kind and gentle and all goodness. Okay. He's faith. He's meekness. He's temperance. And so all these things he deposits in us when we're in him. God, none of his children 
are contrary to him. Because he's working those things out. We come in that way. It might be a struggle for a while that way. But at the end of the day, when this seventh day has come to an end and we actually come into the eighth day, we're looking like him. All those spots and blemishes and wrinkles are going to be removed. He's, he's making us blameless because we're becoming virgins. So he's cleaning us. He's cleansing us. He's breaking things out. He's uprooting. He's pulling down strongholds, idols, all those things. This is what the Lord is doing. And many times we, we don't feel it. We don't. A lot of times we don't notice it. But other people are witnessing your walk. They're witnessing. They're witnessing your walk. And many may be the accuser of the brethren people. They're going to accuse you of stuff, especially old stuff. Old stuff. But when we trip up because a just man falls seven times. So when we trip up and we start doing things that we know we shouldn't do, saying things that we know we shouldn't say, going places that we know we shouldn't go, and even wearing and adorning ourselves in a way we shouldn't. They're there. The accuser of the brethren right there. See, see, see. Oh, see. Mm-hmm. She know her name is supposed to be Rachel. She know you that changed her name. She knows why she's still doing ministry under the name of her. She know is the accuser of the brethren. Mm -hmm. So let me go. Okay, it says, grace be with you. Grace be with you. No, sorry. Those, yeah, grace be with you. Mercy and peace. So we declare this. Grace be with us. Mercy and peace from God the Father in the name of Jesus and from the Lord Jesus Christ. From the word of God, you get grace, you get mercy, you get peace. And he said, the son of the father in truth and love. So it's these five, five things that we are declaring over our lives right now through this word. He's sending this word and he's sending it to even the brokenhearted in the name of Jesus. Okay, love you, love you cuz. So it says, grace um, be with you. Mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father in truth and love. So we're declaring those things. We are declaring grace that is with us, mercy and peace from God our Father and from him, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father in truth. I don't know who you are, but I came. Because God gave me hope. He gave me hope. But I'm going to continue because I don't know what's for you. I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children. My children, your children, thy could be my or your. Children walking in truth. Walking in the word of God. As we have received a commandment from the Father. It is the commandment of God that we walk in his word. His truth. We be men and women after his heart. And now, so right now, and now I beseech thee, lady, not as though, wait a minute, and now I beseech thee, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto you, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. Okay, wait a minute. He was specific. Okay. I'm listening because it could be me too. I'm just saying. 
Okay, so there's a sister feeling hopeless. Let me tell you something. Wait a minute, how I get it, John? I'm gonna keep going. Cause I'm in I'm in second John. I'm supposed to be in third John. I'm gonna read them both. How about that? You can click off all you want. I'm gonna read them both. Um this is how it's a sheet because have your way, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Uh, actually, to have your way. So it says, and now I beseech you, lady. Okay. Sis. It's like I see. Sis. I know you've been broken. I know you've been disappointed. I know you've been left behind. I know you've been abused. I know you feel like you've been forsaken of God the same way. But he hasn't forsaken you. He see you. You've been called since you was a child. You heard the call as a child. You've been running from a child. Um, I don't know whether, I don't know whether the, the offense was for, since you was a child, um, could be. So it's like, I know that pain. That's why I dealt with all those other spirits. Because I know that pain. And God wants you, the Lord Jesus wants you to know. He knows your pain. It's on the cross. Don't let it guide you no more. Don't let that pain guide you no more. Because you've been running because of pain. It's like, how could the Lord allow that to happen to you as a child? But it's already written. Even your deliverance, your, your ordination, everything he's ordained is already written. You have to receive it. It is not too late. I don't care if you've been running for 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years. It's still sitting right there waiting for you. God is still right there. The prodigal child, the prodigal son, the prodigal daughter, he's still, he's still right there. He's still, he's still there. He's still waiting. He's still waiting on you. You haven't gone too far. You haven't done too much. You haven't. You haven't. I'm not here to convince you. I'm only telling you what I hear. It says, now I beseech you, lady. He called you a lady. You're just not, you're not just a typical woman. You're a lady. 
Now I beseech you, lady, not as though I write a new commandment unto you, but that which we had from the beginning, from the word, from the beginning, that we love one another. You have to, we have to love our enemies. I mean, I pray this is also for me too, because the business, one of the things I say is be a lady. So, we have to forgive. And it's hard to love somebody when you don't forgive them. It's even harder to love somebody when you don't forgive yourself. You have to forgive yourself. That was the hardest process for me, is to forgive myself. I'm still wrestling with it. To see how God is using me and to know I wasted all those years. I wasted all those years. And I gave the enemy accusations. But God. But God. No one could tell me. At one time in my life, I would even like to look at myself on camera. This was hard for me in the beginning. Because all I saw was the ugly duckling I saw all my life. That's all I saw. And I've run for her. I've run from her for many years. Because she was the ugly duckling. It says, and this is love, that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment. That as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. So I don't know what he told you from the beginning. And yes, it may look scary. It may look impossible. People may talk. People, Some people have to get renounced from their families to follow Christ because they're in other religions. But he loves you. And once, once you accept that love and receive it, it's a love like you've never experienced in your life. I chased for love. I'm only telling you because this is for somebody's soul. So who this isn't for, click off. But who this is for, I'm willing to expose myself for a soul. I searched for love. I searched for love. I searched for love. And got myself hooked up in all kind of unhealthy relationships that could have killed me. But God. But God, I don't have to look for that no more. You don't have to look for it no more. Just fall into the arms of the Father. Ask him. Ask him to let you experience his love. I declare that for you. I'm praying that for you, but you got to want to receive it. You got to want it for yourself. I can't do it. Mama can't do it. Daddy, the pastor can't do it. You got to allow the Lord. He's knocking and you got to open that door. It says, for many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ is come or the word of God is coming to the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. So do we look like that? Because we don't believe Christ has come into the, the flesh. We don't believe Christ was actually 
in the flesh. We don't believe we don't believe in the word of God because we're looking at the images that we've seen of Christ. He said, this is a deceiver. An antichrist. It says, look to yourselves that we lose, okay, look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have worked, but that we receive a full reward. Yeah, why lose our reward? Are we that busy? I'm just saying. I would, no, mm -mm. no. Oh, <laughs> whosoever transgresses and abides not in the doctrine of the Lord Christ. Don't abide in the doctrine. Don't abide in the scriptures. Don't abide in the Bible. Don't abide in the word of God. He says, whosoever transgresses and abides not in the doctrine of Christ, have not God. God is not on your side. God is not with you nor for you. So it's not that he's forsaking you if you're not with God. No, the promise is, if you're with God, he's with you. You draw nigh to God, he draw nigh to you. How do I do that? Ask him. Ask him in Jesus' name. Ask him to lead you. And don't be rebellious anymore against his leading. How long do we have to bleed in pain? How long do we have to suffer? We're suffering for the wrong things. If we suffer with Christ, we reign with him. But if we're just suffering, if we're just suffering because of our will or the will of, of the world, if we're just suffering, so we're going to suffer in this life and then suffer eternally? That's a choice. God has given us the answer. He said, he that abides in the doctrine of Christ or the Lord Christ, he have both the father and the son. He has both the word and the father of the word. It says, if there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, Bring not the scriptures, preferably King James, because all them other people breaking up the word. I'm just telling the truth. It says, if there come any, see, and this is the thing. All those broken up, it says, if there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither there abide him Godspeed. So, or neither bid him, sorry, neither bid him Godspeed. So receive him not. All those broken down words and additives, don't receive that. I don't even want to eat junk naturally. So why want to eat a whole bunch of junk spiritually? Now, sometimes I'm eating stuff I ain't got no business naturally, but it goes out. Spiritual stuff stay with you. I'm just saying. For he that bids him Godspeed is a partaker of his evil deeds. We don't have no, we don't have no covering when we accept evilness, knowing that it's evil. We don't have a covering. Now, those that know get beat with many strikes. Those that don't know get beat with few strikes, but you're still getting beat. It says, having many things to write unto you, I would not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come unto you and speak face to face that our joy may be filled, uh, the children of thy elect sister. The children of your elect sister greet you. Amen. 
I'm going to close with that. I'm just going to read this and, um, and I'm closing because that's the message. That's the message. That's the message. It says, for I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified the truth that is in you. The Lord that's in you. Even as you walk in the truth, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. Pick up his word. Pick up his heart. Ask him. I send the word of God to the people of God, to the ears of God, to the hearts of men. You have the most blessed day. I hope you're here, beloved. In Jesus' name, peace.